Welcome to the Plan Vision Podcast, where we share simple, straightforward investment and planning ideas for normal people. The description in this podcast is for informational purposes only. Do not construe this as personal tax, financial, or legal advice for your situation. Hello, this is Mark Sorrell with the Plan Vision Podcast. Was on a uh, presentation or review, retirement planning review with one of my clients the other day, and she asked a very straightforward question and very fair. Uh, how did I arrive at the 5 and 3% rate of return numbers that I use in my modeling that I do with my clients? And those numbers are not necessarily hard and fast. I can easily change them for my clients as I work with them. But my, my base assumptions that I use for the returns in the projections that I use that in my planning program, eMoney, and in general when I comment with my clients would typically be for folks with a, a mid to long-term time horizon, 5% would be an average annual rate of return before retirement. And then 3% has the rate of return in retirement or post-retirement. So 5% before retirement, 3% post-retirement. The concept of having a lower return number in retirement is that generally speaking, most people has a move on into retirement, need to live off their money and would find the potential volatility that the market could produce to, to be too destabilizing and too dissatisfying. So they simply want more stability. And in many cases, they don't need the growth of the markets as much as they did during their years when they were saving the accumulation years. So five and three, uh, 3% representing a lower number would be you know, very typical, even though there's a discussion about gosh, could retirees maybe later in life get more aggressive? But just for the purposes of what I do and then the presentations, we can start at 5 and 3%. So those, are, those numbers are fixed average rates of return, meaning that in the projections that I use, the numbers would be 5% growth year after year after year. And also in retirement, it's 3% year after year after year. Now, Something you have to bear in mind, and if you've done a plan with me, hopefully I've made it quite clear that regardless of how modest the numbers are that I might be using, the markets do not work this way. Uh, the markets can have wild variations from year to year, and many of you have been through these variations. I've been through two major market swings in the last 25 years. Uh, and uh, while I may have ended up with much higher average rates of return, Gosh, it's certainly <laughs> periods of time where it didn't feel that way and my investments were going down dramatically. So um, those are average numbers, but that's not the way the market behaves. And also another consideration, kind of a question I get, uh, maybe not directly, but uh, my clients hint at this, is aren't the historical numbers higher? And yes, they are. Depending upon the starting point that you use, the historical numbers for market-based returns, anywhere from maybe 7% on the low uh, on the low end to eight or nine percent, and gosh, if you go way back far enough, twelve percent is a number that gets thrown around a lot. So for market-based returns, you can look at bigger numbers. Uh, of course, always got to be careful with these numbers because these can be manipulated very quick or easily just by changing the starting and the ending point for any any type of asset that you look at. Now, one of the reasons I use five and three percent, those I'm much more cautious going forward. Frankly, I'm just a bit of a cynic on what I expect the markets to produce the next 25, 30, 35, 40 years. I'm not optimistic that we're going to see the kind of economic growth and, and expansion that we've seen around the world in the next 30 years that we've seen in the past. So I simply want to use 
lower numbers. <clears throat> and what do I know? I could be completely wrong about that. But that is a, a part of my viewpoint on that. Also, one of the reasons I want to use it, I want to use lower numbers as well, is to build in the variation in returns, the sequence of returns risk that could impact how, how you actually use your money or spend your money. So I think using a lower number helps build that into the extent that I can in my modeling. And also, just as importantly, I simply think it's common sense. I think it's prudent to use lower numbers. I think this gives people a much more realistic uh, expectation for what to expect. I think it protects people from their own expectations and their own aspirations of what they, what they hope to accomplish. And I think using numbers, and, I, and I've done projections before where I do seven or eight or 9%, my gosh, those numbers get to be massive over long periods of time. And uh, I certainly hope they, they happen for people, but I, I, I'm concerned it can create a false sense of, of optimism about what, what you're able to accumulate. So that's how I've arrived at five and 3%. I don't think they're really magical and I'm certainly not based on any sort of back testing that I do. Just a greater sense of what I see coming in the future and the idea of being generally speaking more on the cautious side in helping people think of their investments and plan for their future. Thanks for listening to the Plan Vision Podcast. Let us know if you have any questions or comments on the topics covered.